0: Hello and welcome to the Terminal Velocity Comic Book Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And I'm Andrew. And normally we get together and talk about uh, comics from past or present and do our review and deep dive synopsis of those comics. But uh, this time we're actually going to dig into our year in review. So we're going to, part two of our year in review actually, where we're actually going to get into the comics and movies that actually... um, meant the most to
1: us i think from this year that's right it's the terminal velocity podcast awards 2019 (laughs)
0: 2019 the first annual (laughs) edition so uh
1: what are we calling them the scotties (laughs) scotties
0: let's just call them (laughs) the termies that doesn't sound right (laughs) (laughs) the tvp award (laughs) the tvp awards fair enough um so we're going to do this, we're going to split this up into obviously best and worst type of categories because we're going to combine the Oscars with the Razzies on this one Yes, and hand out uh, in true rant fashion some of our awards that are
1: most deemed. So I, I couldn't do it without the worst category as well. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't think it would be true to our fans if we didn't do that. Um, so let's kick it off with our best comic creator of the year. Uh, we had a rundown of about six creators that, um, we felt deserved a nod from Tom Taylor, uh, Mark Miller, Jeff Lemire,
1: Jonathan Hickman,
0: Donnie Cates,
1: and Jason Aaron.
0: And all of these, uh, gentlemen have done fantastic work throughout the year. Um, but the one that stood out to us the most, and I don't think this will be a surprise to some of the audience that have been listening, but the one that stuck out the most to us, uh, which was a surprise was Tom Taylor. And that was for his work, specifically his work on Deceased. Uh, I know he's done some stellar work on uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, which we are just digging into. Sad to say we didn't, uh, we weren't big on that title right when it came out. So that might be a misstep on ours. But Deceased was really a, a standout kind of surprise for
1: us. Yeah, it, 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 like you said, it was a surprise we didn't... Uh... For a series that I wasn't going to even pay attention to, to begin with, it became one of my top books of the year. Uh, I felt like we discussed offline, but he captured the voices of the characters Mm -hmm. uh, in an Elseworlds type story better than I think some of the ongoing in continuity stories have. Yeah, I think
0: think much uh, in the same way that we'll get to in some of the other books that we talk about, we had stronger DC voices and action. From non-core DC books,
1: yes, very much so.
0: <laughs> Which is kind of a sad indictment of kind of what's on the go at DC right now. Um, <laughs> but that's just the reality, uh, as you say. His, you got a, f- I think you got one of the stronger Superman uh, voices in comics from his book, rather than what we were actually seeing in the mainstream. Yes, title.
1: and still being a father, mm-hmm. and not yeah. uh, revealing his identity to yes, the, the world. without
0: having to do all of that kind of stuff.
1: So, yeah. So Um, that's it. That's our pick. Our our best comic creator of the year, Tom Taylor. Congratulations. Congratulations. Our next category, the best artist of the year. And uh, I'll let you say the first one. I don't want to butcher the name.
0: Yeah, I think we've been butchering it potentially this entire year. So I'll just hold true to that. Uh, Jorge Jimenez.
1: Gary Frank.
0: Ryan Stegman.
1: Andrea Sorrentino.
0: RB Silva.
1: And Pepe Larraz um i guess we could go over i guess say kind of what they are their main book i guess this year yeah been. yeah or Jimenez Im- was uh primarily justice league this <laughs> year uh it's recently announced he's going to take over batman which is exciting i'm totally on board for her. i can't wait to to see the
0: art on that book yeah <laughs> uh gary frank obviously for his work on doomsday clock
1: and then we got ryan stegman who was primarily venom but it we kind of shifted over to absolute carnage uh uh, for the better part of this year,
0: mm-hmm. Andrea Sorrentino doing fantastic work over on Gideon Falls.
1: Yes, uh, excellent title, by the way. Uh, and then we have Arby Silva and Pepe Larraz, who worked on House of X and Powers of Ten, or Powers mm-hmm. of X, or whatever you want to call it. The uh, the big Hickman mashup. Yeah,
0: I'm a big uh, holdout on just calling it Powers of X. I don't care <laughs> if it's supposed to be Powers of Ten. I think it it sounds better when you put it in combination. Well,
1: slightly less pretentious.
0: <laughs> and the thing that I I like most about those two artists is while they've got their own style, the books traded off a style that felt cohesive.
1: Yes, like I, I felt like it still felt like the same story, even though you had the art art mm-hmm. shift. So, all of that being said. I'll take the envelope here. <laughs> <laughs> so that this year's best artist of the year, 2019 for the TVP awards is going to be Gary Frank. Like
0: I don't, it, it came down to a debate between a couple of the artists, but I think Gary Frank just delivered on classic comic storytelling. Yes. Um, with solid, solid art in his book. Um, I don't know if the... I won't hold the shipping schedule against the book. I won't hold the fact <laughs> that it launched two years ago against the book. Um, but by God, seeing Gary Frank draw, you it's, know, Christopher Reeve's Superman.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's some and, of his best work of his career. Like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, he's only gotten better as he's gone along. Yeah. Which, you know, some artists can't really say that mm-hmm. fairly, you know, objectively. But like I think that he his style has aged and grown uh, and it honestly I think this was the standout uh, I mean if you look at Doomsday Clock it's it's a gorgeous gritty <laughs> it's a fantastic looking book, book. but it, it, it's consistent and it looks it, the storytelling was awesome yeah
0: and w- something that we talked about off the air was the fact that you, normally Gary Frank has got very Gary Frank faces yes and while there was still some of that within this book it wasn't as heavy as it has been And he actually did kind of diversify his art style. And you got to see him taking on a whole breadth of DC characters. It wasn't just kind of, it wasn't just doing a a Stewart's Watchmen style book. It was actually a Gary Frank DC book, which is really what was fantastic about it.
1: It it makes me wish he could be on a monthly, but Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, I think everybody would love to see him on just (laughs) some kind of monthly, but I don't think... Maybe if he did March this year,
1: (laughs) then April next year. uh, We didn't say
0: consecutive
1: months. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Gary Frank. Congratulations. Our next... uh... I'm going to take this one because it's very close and dear to my heart. (laughs) Dear and Uh, dear. So the most disappointing comic series of the year, 2019, for the TVP Awards, the nominees are Batman. (laughs) there are more nominees there are more superman (laughs) legion of superheroes fantastic four spider-man that's the jj abrams Mm -hmm. miniseries and justice league and you might be wondering like weren't these some of the books you praised all year long for a good portion of the year yes (laughs) yes they were (laughs) however times change and so must I. uh (laughs) come on there's no doubt here it's it's batman
0: yes they're the, pregnant pause aside i think we all know that this was um this was going to happen for us on the podcast uh batman has not lived up to our expectations in fact um it's been a, a steady decline yeah, since issue I, I fifty. i wouldn't even
1: say expectations i lost expectations after issue 50 but it's <laughs> it just it's just not good like it it completely fell apart after issue 50 and i don't think it ever recovered and, and and nightmares just put it to rest
0: i really don't know what the what the title was building towards because i don't feel like it's moved the bar on the character
1: no and some might think that oh you know it got curbed by 15 issues and blah, blah. that wouldn't have made any difference at this point like ultimately it, anyway, no. The, the whole series has been meandering for a long time and i don't mean that as a slight a personal slight against the creators involved because there's some of the best artwork that dc has had Mm -hmm. uh, this year was on this title um i just i personally didn't think that the writing was all that good and i think that it kind of just had endless loops and you might say i'm uncultured or or whatever i'm sure if you know me personally you wouldn't think that um but i felt that this this title it, it 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 came across very pretentious and um it came to a slow whimpering death at the end and uh, Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone's gonna think about this run many years from now i think that it's going to be one of those like mythical forgotten you know runs once you know we're gonna get legacy numbering i think eventually and it'll put Mm -hmm. it to rest once and for all
0: i think there's going to be some standout portions
1: of it course the... there was some really great highs on this title like mm-hmm. I, I was really championing this this creator and, and his story and it just painfully painfully uh disappointed
0: i completely agree it just it just it didn't stick a landing Uh, for me and i don't know what that original landing was planned on being but i feel like it didn't Uh, like it wouldn't have hit it anyway
1: the only lasting ramification i guess here now is the you know spoilers the death of alfred which was i thought pretty pointless and it was like a throwaway scene even no real no real true build-up to it and it was just shock value and that's all this run has been Mm -hmm. Uh, there's nothing more to it and You can disagree with me. That's that's your prerogative. Um, Everyone has their own opinion. But for us, uh, Batman's the most disappointing comic series of 2019.
0: Moving on from disappointment to the worst comic (laughs) miniseries award for the TVP award, we have three nominees. uh, Superman Year One, Event Leviathan, and The Batman Who Laughs. Now, I will say I did my damnedest to actually read the Batman Who Laughs Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where I think it may have even been a pick of the week a couple times Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually got to such a state that I physically could not read the book um, simply because of lettering and coloring choices that were made in it. I physically could not read Anything that was going on, there. Well, the words also, just it, vanished for me.
1: It also wasn't uh, it wasn't appealing to look at, like in terms of lettering, especially when they got into the whole like red chiller type mm-hmm. of font for uh, for the Batman who laughs for the infected characters or whatever. But it just it, it, it
0: was it honestly it was invisible to me. I couldn't
1: actually read the title. Um, that, that said, it's not the, <laughs> that said. <laughs> that's not, not
0: the the winner. The winner actually. Um, comes down to a book we read one issue of yes. and we're so offended by that we could not bring ourselves to read the remainders and that would be Superman Year One. Yes. I've rarely read a title about Superman that misses the point of who the character is. Completely. Like off the mark, well, just you know, completely out to left field on who the character was. I feel like it was a whole misstep and I've never been a fan
1: of you mean Frank Miller's brain fart isn't uh, fine art
0: it didn't work for me uh, the art style didn't work for me um, we did an entire episode on uh, our thoughts and feelings of the book and just sadly this was not this was not a, a mini series that I would recommend to anybody so it's it wholeheartedly wins
1: the TVP well, award see Frank Miller I think is a hero that's lived long enough to become the villain <laughs> <laughs> very
0: good all right uh moving on you want to take this
1: one so (laughs) the the downer portion of the award show (laughs) the worst comic-based movie of the year 2019 the nominees are joker captain marvel hellboy insert subtitle and shazam
0: i think this one's pretty obvious i
1: think it might well to us it's To obvious, us, it is. <laughs> i think there's some here that would think that it, <laughs> the opposite apparently. other award shows are to be held to yeah. any credit the winner of the worst comic-based movie of the year is joker
0: yeah this this was an interesting one i went to this with my wife um And she works in a field where she deals with people with mental health issues Mm -hmm. and and addiction issues and various different things. So she left the theater and was actually very impressed with the movie. Um, Really enjoyed it. Felt that she got a a good background on who the Joker was and some of his motivations. I, on the other hand, left the theater thinking that was a flaming piece of shit. That it was not the Joker that I was expecting. (laughs) And in fact, it did well, nothing jo- but the, sully some of the the, the Joker
1: didn't appear in this movie.
0: <laughs> the Joker wasn't there. I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. Um, I even struggle with the idea of had this been a movie about somebody that just had mental health issues, would it still have been a good movie? I still don't think it would have been. But I don't think I would have had as strong a visceral reaction.
1: Well, it's it's a movie that I watched. Um... And I have no desire to see it again. Uh, I, I I am on that train that says Walking Phoenix's performance was great because I thought
0: Phenomenal Actor. Like I'm Hands just down. like, holy
1: shit, like he ran with it with mm-hmm. what what he was working with here. Um, but the movie I thought was one, well, it's a it, it's it's a blatant copy of Taxi Driver. Like if you really boil it down to its core theme and, and, and plot. Sprinkled in some of the comic elements, which it was my greatest fear—that they were going to take the Joker branding to sell another movie—and that's what they've done here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anything original was done here. I don't think it—it it, um, it didn't push the needle. It didn't. It, 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 its one of these movies that they're going to—they'll probably shower it in awards, and it will do. It will inform the future of uh, other DC movies because it cracked a billion. So mm-hmm. naturally, you got cop. It's going to get endless copycats and least in terms of the marketing which we've already seen with birds of prey is already trying to to kind of emulate that that marketing campaign um but it's a forgettable movie it will be forgotten and in 20 years no one's gonna look back at joker and go what a great fucking movie they're they're gonna it's gonna be forgotten i think so um
0: i do hope that joaquin gets um whatever acting yeah in terms of acting and accolades he he deserves a fantastic job
1: uh, and for the most part, the whole cast did, but mm-hmm. it's just not that good a movie. Yeah, um, it like I said, it wasn't original. I didn't. I, I felt it was completely predictable throughout the whole thing. I even whispered to my wife throughout the whole plot, like like even she was picking up on things that mm-hmm. were supposed to be so shocking and surprising. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, worst comic based movie in those in that terms of uh, category is Joker. Is Joker.
0: And now on to happier topics. Yay. The remainder of the the uh, the awards will be for best of. So this one is going to the best comic book based movie. And the nominees are Avengers Endgame, Joker, uh, ironically, Shazam, Aquaman, Captain Marvel, otherwise known as the other Captain Marvel movie, and Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: See Best and worst and all that—it's all objective. So <laughs> we understand that we have a feelings about Joker, but that, yes. like, that might not be the opinions of our listeners.
0: Yes. So the winner of, of uh, this TVP award actually goes to—and this was up for a little bit of debate—that mm-hmm. um, we'll get into. But uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, I think was the was the better of all of those comic book based yeah. movies. It could be argued that Avengers: Endgame should get a shout-out on this. That's right. The um, audience
1: is saying, the fuck you, whack? Yeah. <laughs> Endgame, man. Endgame's great, um, but it's also a culmination of, of 10 years of movies, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you you needed the rest of those films for this to have the impact that it did. Um, I, I kind of, like, look at this as almost like the greatest hits montage uh, film. I love this movie. It, it was probably the favorite my favorite thing for the longest time but when you really boil it down it's so so much had to get done in that movie and it's like everyone gets like a little a little beat Mm -hmm. and and it's great um whereas spider-man far from home i think is the movie where the mcu spider-man becomes spider-man yeah steps out of tony's shadow starts doing things like you know he has help but he he starts doing the things that spider-man does and why he is the the top Marvel character. You had a fully realized villain uh, in Mysterio who uh, they took a a goofy character from the sixties, completely modernized. It took all, you know, we're in a world with all the fake news and special effects and combine it with a narcissistic psychopath. And you've got like a pretty scary villain uh, in Mysterio and it it worked for today's world. And even the goofy costume made sense like in, Mm -hmm. in this, like, you know, Oh, this world of like flying Avengers and all this kind of end world where people disappear and reappear five years later and all kinds of things like that. Um, and then, you know, the Parker luck strikes him at the worst at the end <laughs> in the post credit scene. And yeah, I, I have to say that for us, uh, Spider Man Far From Home is, is the best comic based movie mm-hmm. of the year.
0: Yeah, I think the, as you say, Avengers was a, was a culmination. And as fun as it was to go and as fantastic um, of a conclusion as it was for mm-hmm. the whole Infinity Saga, um, the thing that is held against is the fact that it's an ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man Far From Home is a actual character piece where you saw the character come and grow, uh, face off against something that uh, he actually had
1: to overcome. Um, I mean, this movie even made MJ likable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... I think hands down far from home um was just the the better quote-unquote comic movie and you got some as you've said some fantastic mysterious comic book moments in it
1: well the, the whole illusion scene is a comic page like realized yeah like it, it, was, it was just trippy and awesome and yeah uh that's why the whole sony disney split was was heartbreaking yes <laughs> glad that's fixed okay So yeah, uh, uh, our next category, uh, Best Comics Inspired TV Series. Uh, The nominees are The Umbrella Academy, The Boys, Watchmen, Titans, and The Flash.
0: This one was... uh, We had a lot of debate about this one. We had
1: to go back and forth a little bit on it.
0: Uh, It wasn't as clear-cut of a winner for us. Um,
1: There were a lot of surprises on the list for me, like in terms of... You know, if you've been listening to the show, Titans we weren't excited about it based on the initial trailers and the way it was marketed, which I think stood to hurt the show because the show wasn't what they marketed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were still in that that kind of Zack Snyder gritty kind of mentality at the time. And once that backlash hit, you kind of, found, it kind of hurt the show. But like, if you go, when you watch the show, it's, and obviously, as fanboys, we, mm-hmm. we have our gut reactions and then we have our real reactions once we watch it. It's a solid Titans show. Like it, mm-hmm. um,
0: Yeah, it really worked. And I should say this was Titans. Uh, I don't think it actually aired in 2019 in the U.S., Oh, really? I think it was twenty late twenty eighteen when it was actually airing. Well, you've I think just
1: it, compromised the integrity of the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it
0: hit night, it hit Netflix in Canada in 2019. Well, it us.
1: was. It was I think January. Yeah.
0: So, so I think it just wrapped up. Um,
1: Most unfortunate for our U.S. listeners. Yes.
0: Um, Watchmen again, another solid title, um, which is more of a comic continuity. Uh, book versus what you actually ended up getting from the movies so it's it's had some fun in there Um, but the winner of this award is the boys the boys i mean this one actually surprised me um i didn't know what to expect but it was definitely a garth ennis book on screen
1: (laughs) Well, yes and no. Like it, it takes the obscene nature of a Garth Ennis book and it makes it streamlined it enough that it was accept- acceptable to audiences. Um, how? <laughs> oh man,
0: we're just laughing. We've got some background noise from the family in the other room. <laughs> Apologies if you can hear it. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, it. it, it <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it it, it takes. If anyone's read the boys, it's a very extreme case of Garth Ennis, um, and it, it, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. This still took the the obscene and the the craziness of Ennis, Ennis's work, but uh, kind of tells it in a better way. Um, kind of acknowledges where the extreme needs to be, and take cuts that trims the fat. Basically, yeah. like it doesn't. You didn't need to have some of the excess that is in in the boys comic that a
0: lot of what worked in this was what I was hoping would work when they translated preacher to yes. t- television. Um, and that's where it fell down for me. Preacher didn't have any kind of Ennis tone to it. Whereas this stays true to that Ellis Ennis tone with his kind of complete disregard and everything for superheroes. He, I mean, he unabashedly says he doesn't like superheroes and you very much get that vibe. While still getting some fantastic superhero moments,
1: in well, the book. what's hilarious with the Boys production too is that I, I it's been filming here in Toronto, and uh, apparently, you know, we had a tragedy at one of the locations that they were filming at, and they because the show uses a lot of blood, and I guess they were filming a particularly bloody scene, and um, you know, some local residents asked for it to kind of be shut down because it was kind of insensitive and maybe it is i like i don't know um it's not like again for me it's everything is about intent and i I don't think the production was (laughs) intending to like hurt anyone or Mm -hmm. anything it was just they rented a facility may not even have known the history of the the property they're working at um that being said, the marketing went and just like made a super bloody trailer as their first thing. So <laughs> it's in, in fashion with the MS style book. So so they're. Anyhow, uh, yeah, best comics and inspired TV show uh, this year, and a surprise to me uh, was The Boys. Uh, top quality, very well adapted, and and it's it's engaging. You really want to see what happens, and you mm-hmm. care about the characters, and that's what you could basically ask for out yep. of a show.
0: Yeah, it was it's solid, solid uh, TV show. So next up, we've got standout comic issue of the year. Um, this the nominees for this one were deceased number one, House of X number two, Batman fifty, Black Hammer Age of Doom number twelve, and King Thor number one. Yes. So a couple of those, um, I will say, I threw King Thor into contention on this one. For all that Jason Aaron has been doing on the Thor run, um, the return of Aaron with Isad Rebek um, was something that I was really excited for and happy to see. Um, I still think uh, Jason Aaron's Thor run will go down in history as one of the better uh, Thor runs. See, for
1: me, King Thor, like just even the concept of it existing post War of the Realms, felt like a step too far. It's
0: and it would if you hadn't been reading from the get-go this is one of those ones that you're kind of the the non-readers from inception are kind of penalized for not having been on board the whole time yeah so the king thor is was the character that was introduced right in the mighty thor Mm -hmm. um uh from or yeah was it the Mighty? no sorry thor god of thunder from when uh, aaron was doing it like in issue number one you get introduced to that um So it's kind of got a big payoff there. All of that being said, that put me on a little bit of a a side rant. Um, (laughs) But the other, of all of those titles, I think the one that holds the most as a standout, having a lasting impact and kind of changing uh, course for some of the titles is actually House of X number two. Yes. This was the big reveal that Moira McTaggart is actually a mutant Mm -hmm. with the ability of resurrection, basically
1: and Um, she's been tinkering and she's been playing with
0: the timeline the entire time so um for that i I think for everything that you got because of that we had to give that that uh that single issue a nod good
1: pick all right yeah i would 100 percent
0: agree with our pick so far
1: (laughs) (laughs) so next category best new tv series um yeah, so the the nominees are, The Mandalorian, Watchmen, the combination of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths with all the CW Arrowverse shows, and The Boys. And uh, without a doubt, I mean, it's taken the world by storm. Is The Mandalorian?
0: Yeah, I think this is this is made having Disney Plus like alone <laughs> worth it.
1: Hey, you got yourself a baby Yoda. Yes, we know it's not Yoda. It We don't know the name of its species. Okay, yeah. the child, whatever. The child. <laughs> Baby Yoda is awesome. Everyone loves it. That's all anyone's talking about with TV mm-hmm. shows right you now is The Mandalorian. Yeah, so.
0: it's absolutely phenomenal. As my kids and I say around the house, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. I have spoken. I, no, I have spoken. <laughs> all right. So now moving into the final two categories. Um, We've got Best Comic Miniseries. This is Deceased, The Magic Order, Doomsday Clock, Batman Last Night on Earth, Batman Universe, Absolute Carnage, War of the Realms, and the Combined Horsepower of House of X and Powers of X. And -hmm. and the winner is the Combined Horsepower of House of X and Powers of X. Um, I think for everything that it does for the rejuvenation of the X-Men titles and the just complete reset of the status quo for mutants within the Marvel Universe, I think this one had to get the nod from us. Not to say at least four of the other titles on this are also groundbreaking. These
1: were top contenders and we had some go back and forth with it, but ultimately... House of x, powers of uh, powers of ten, powers of x, whatever. Uh, it moved the needle the most. It had the most, the the biggest ramifications for the franchise or branding going forward, uh, and it, and it stuck with you. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that the other ones didn't. Doomsday Clark is another one that's very very close, but you know the first six issues uh, could have been cut out of that and it would have still had the same impact. Again. Yeah. It. Um, there's various reasons that the other ones didn't make the cut, but, I mean, Deceased, Magic Order, all these were stellar, stellar titles. I
0: do want to take a minute to talk about Doomsday Clock, and um, one of the reasons why it didn't win, and it it really came down to the two options for me mm-hmm. with these X-Men titles and Doomsday Clock. The one thing that's held out against Doomsday Clock is the fact that... Um, I don't think it's going to have the lasting ramifications that it was originally intended to. <laughs> Had this actually been a book that was in continuity, in actual continuity, where they were going to be doing all the various crises that they mentioned, that it was actually resetting the status quo and the universe, um, I think it, was it may the, have. The been.
1: birth of 5G, Earth 5G, Scott. Yeah
0: you have earth 5g you've got the the new 52 as being its own alternate earth like it had all of these amazing things that were course correcting um and had it actually been in continuity i think it would have my decision between the two would have been a lot harder and i may have actually leaned more towards doomsday clock
1: they say that doomsday clock is continuity
0: yeah they can say it all they want but we know that it's not because we're not getting that we're not getting the the (laughs) the books that we're seeing there, Alfred's still alive in that book for Christ's
1: sake. Only until before the metaverse was set. Yeah. So it could, everything that's been going on in the DC books could be the retroactive cor- course correction based on Manhattan's actions in the book.
0: I know you're saying it to play devil's advocate <laughs> and it's infuriating me, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, exa- and I know that you like, I know we're on the same page with that one that like, it, they can say everything that they want oh, about yeah, being horseshit. in continuity, but we know that it's not. We know that it was meant to be when it was originally published two years ago. Yes, um, and had it just stuck to that, I think this it would have been. It would have been my pick had it actually had
1: those lasting ramifications. Well, we're going to be living on Earth 5G very soon. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know that I'll be living there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we move on to the culmination and the, the most prestigious of the TVP awards. Best ongoing comic series of 2099. I mean, oops, wrong year. 2019. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it I'm feels living, like it's like I'm really living hard. in that world right now. Uh, nominees are Gideon Falls, The Amazing Spider Man, Thor, X Men, and Justice League. and the winner is Gideon Falls. Gideon, Gideon Falls. Yeah, who knew? Right? It's uh it's probably the most consistent ongoing series where it build, it's building upon each issue mm-hmm. and it's always entertaining. It's always thought-provoking. It's got a mystery that you you're engaged with. Uh one consistent creative team whereas every other title in the book has Major highs, major lows, Mm -hmm. shifting artists, schedules. Gideon Falls uh, with Jeff Lemire and Andrea uh, Sorrentino. Uh, Man, I can't wait for this to be adapted into the show. I think it's going to translate so well to TV. It's such a... I still don't think I fully understand it all, but at the same time, I'm enjoying the ride, and I think that this makes it the best ongoing comic series of the year. Yeah, something that makes,
0: uh, for me, which makes something uh, best ongoing is consistency and creativity and output. And you mean I think we have is... some
1: objective views on, on our categories here. <laughs> and
0: I think Gideon Falls, of all of those titles, and probably of some of the books throughout the entire year, has had that consistency. Yes. Um, it doesn't have the ups and downs, it is just solid every time it comes out. The art is bar none for the title and genre. Like, it's, uh, you're not seeing a book that looks anything like this.
1: No, it's, it's, um, it, to me, it's the most fascinating book on the market right now. It's it's
0: such a good, and I'm a sucker for a good horror. Yes. And this is delivering on a horror and a mystery all in one. So congratulations. Um, that is the winner of the best ongoing series from the Terminal Velocity podcast crew. All right. That rounds out all of our awards for this year.
1: So I will, just to keep up with what I said I was going to do last episode, where I was going to give a quick rundown about what comes out in the coming week. Um I am just pulling that up right now. <laughs> From Marvel, uh this week. It's a very small week. Actually, uh, you before know.
0: you do that, I'm okay. gonna throw a little <laughs> loop into it. Do we wanna give a no brainer shout out for our favorite book of last week? Sure, why not? Okay.
1: Um Batman and <laughs> <no>. Partner.
0: <laughs> Shit, you stole my thunder. Um <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, hands down, I, after everything I was just gushing about the book. I think my pick of this last week was without a doubt uh, Gary Frank, Jeff Johns, Doomsday Clock number twelve.
1: Absolutely, it it it's something new, but also brought that feel, a classic feel of DC comics and what it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, the art is fantastic. The writing is fantastic. He course corrects everything for DC that they won't probably follow. Uh, it had me excited uh, for this kind of reimagining of of what the multiverse is and and how it fo- the focal point is Superman, mm-hmm. which makes total fucking sense because it is a com- he's the original superhero. Yeah, and you know, without him, there would have been none none of what we have today. Um, man, I. I miss Jeff Jones. Like, I miss the real Jeff Jones. That's
0: what made me think. Like, I would love to have him less involved in the media stuff and to get him back onto some core Come
1: back, Jeff. It's a sinking ship.
0: And I know that he's been, he was working on Shazam, but that had its own issues. Yes. I know, like, he's been out there doing other things, but by God, having him have that course correction in place, it really made me feel better and gave me some optimism for where DC should be going. Now, whether they go there or not, I'm not as optimistic about, but God damn it. I really, I really, really hope. Crisis they...
1: 2020 written by Tom King. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry, <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, fucking God. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, yeah. that's so. my last jab there. It's the Christmas season. I should be nicer. <laughs> All but right. coming out this week on Christmas, no less, uh, Doctor Strange number one. We have incoming number one, which I think is the murder mystery uh, miniseries that Marvel is launching, and I probably won't read, Spider Ham number one and Venom number 21, which I think launches, if I'm not mistaken, it's launching that Venom Island story, um, which recently con- uh, was confirmed as the same island where Spider-Man and Venom had their truce where Spider-Man faked his death and Venom was happy to just live out on the island. Uh, that's the Marvel releases for the coming week. Uh, we also have. Oh. It looks like DC's not releasing anything this week. So that's the rundown.
0: That's the rundown. Those are the books to pay attention to. Um, so that's kind of our, our episode for this week and for the remainder of this year. Uh, Andrew has been fortunate enough to get out and already um, have seen The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Um, I am going to go see it in the next two days. So I think we will be kicking off the new year on a, I'm optimistic here, on a high note uh, with a review of the new Star Wars movie.
1: I'll never tell, Scott. until
0: (laughs) I guess we'll find out. Um, But uh, yeah, there's some, we've got, we're going to be working on some plans and getting more consistent about uh, releasing the show again. Uh, We do thank all of the audience uh, for coming along with us this year. Um, it's been a hell of a lot of fun to do this on as frequently as we've been able to. Um, so I appreciate everyone being out there and giving us, uh, their time. So Mm -hmm. greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Enjoy whatever holidays that it is that you celebrate and, uh, have a happy and safe new year.
1: Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and have a happy new year. Thank you for listening. And. Yeah, we really do appreciate you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you agree or disagree with any of the awards that we handed out, or if there was one that potentially we missed and you really feel like letting us know that, uh, by all means, send us an email to terminal at gmail at gmail.com. Uh, and all, as always, leave us a rating and review in your podcatcher of choice if they allow it. Um, every rating on iTunes helps us within the search algorithm. So yeah. please do.
1: You can also find us at comics terminal on Twitter And Terminal Velocity Podcast on all the other social media outlets. All right.
0: So until next time, we will see you in the new year. Take
1: care.